Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here are simple. We can discuss as many of your film ideas as we like, one each of ours generally, um, but only one of those will be taken through to the next stage, where it'll be the first film, John, screamed in... Screamed? It'll be the first film screamed directly into your face. (laughs) Okay? 4DX. People have been asking where we go after IMAX, and it's just full (laughs) scream. Everyone gets their own usher who screams the speech from the film into directly into your face from two inches away. They wanted to launch it a few years ago, but COVID concerns delayed the screaming. A mask would muffle it. But now, at the IMAX cinema in Waterloo, you get assigned your own personal usher, and they scream the dialogue directly into your face. No matter what you're watching. Yeah, you get Cumberbatch. You get Cumberbatch doing it at the oh, premiere. Oh, the premiere. The premiere, you get the actual cast. And then as the screenings go on, you get the less and less talented ushers. Because, you know, I imagine there's some ushers at cinemas that just want to be close to the film industry. They're budding actors and they see that as their way in. All right, that's probably <laughs> nonsense. Um, yeah, in this world, like, like waiters in LA. But in this world, it's ushers in all cinemas. John, we've abandoned the intro. How are you? Oh, sorry. Did, did you? Oh, all right, fine. Hello. I railroaded myself good. by saying screamed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I mean, better than what I'd written, and you'll never know. No one will ever know what I'd written. It's quite exciting. That is exciting. He says no one will ever know, but you will hear it next week because Joel is week. not. <laughs> I'll use it next week. I'm, I was actually looking at it, thinking, will that news story still be relevant next week? And I can make it relevant. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> is Wimbledon uh, still yeah, on I, next week? I can't believe Wimbledon's on now. I blew my mind. I popped on the telly. Comes around yep. sooner and sooner every year. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely doesn't. Have you ever been to Wimbledon? No, I live down the road from Wimbledon. I. A real great shame of my life. I lived in three places in London and two of them were next to big sports stadiums of types and I never took advantage of it and I regret it every What's day. the biggest sports stadium you live now near now that you could rectify that? Stevenage Football Ground. Go, get a season ticket, John. <laughs> so the three, the three sporting arenas that you've lived near are Wimbledon, the Emirates Stadium and Stevenage FC. Yeah. Three of, three of the UK's premium, premium sport locations. Anyway, we're not here to discuss sports. I mean, I try every week. <laughs> but John insists on keeping this a movie podcast. Um, so we've got some movie ideas. John, how about this one from Tony? The Porn Identity. 
Rick Harrison from TV show Porn Stars gets triggered when a customer brings an item in to be valued. He then goes on a rampage to find the original owner and his true identity. I feel oh, like we've done, this is great. That is really good. Have we done the prawn identity? Or have I just thought that mm. before? It feels like something Jeff, we should have done. And Jason then when you prawn. said the porn identity, there's obviously... You're watching an adult movie and you see someone you re- you see someone you recognise but you don't know why, so you have to find out why. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Anyway, this is about uh, porn <laughs> shop TV show, porn stars. Have I you? S- I think I've seen clips from it. And yeah, I've never fa- watched an entire episode, but I know exactly what it is. Yeah, it's someone very a American. Thing, they buy the thing from them. Sometimes they. It's kind of like their version. It is actually the American version of Antiques Roadshow, right? If you pretty if Antiques Roadshow was pass through some sort of American filter, this is the program. It would then be in Las Vegas and it would be people trying to sell, you know, a golden gun. Well, because they haven't got antiques, have they? They haven't got antiques. Doesn't that... Well, hmm, because they're so young. Yeah, well, I'm sure... It depends It depends the definition of antique, doesn't it? Because I guess, like... We're so thick, say, John, we're living Are we really history? asking the question, does America have antiques? Yeah, for the record, listen, we know that America antique? does. Yeah. You could have an antique from the 50s, right? Or the 90s. I don't know. Right? You can't have an antique from the 90s. What about my yellow Game Boy? My big brick yellow Game Boy? What's that's that? Not an, that's not an antique. It's just some retro fun. It's just retro fun. I, I, hmm. But then when does it become an antique? Does it ever become an antique? Like, no, I don't think... Hmm. Does a VHS well, it, player yeah. ever become an antique? Hmm. Good question. Hmm. We've really listen, stumped when ourselves does, here. What's um, the, listener, what's the newest antique? <laughs> And does it keep rolling over every day? Yeah, of course so it rolls I'm... over every day. But right now, as you send it, what's the newest antique? It's a good I'm question. Like, I've, got my, I've got my Rubik's Cube and I'm waiting for it to become an antique to take it on Antiques Roadshow in 20 years' time. It's like when things go out of copyright so they can publish loads of different versions of them. Yeah. We're you know Winnie the Pooh is out of antiques. copyright? Oh, really? Winnie the Pooh is out of co- copyright. Disney have got some sort of thing on the likeness. So, like, the the one that looks exactly like, you you know, you know from the Disney stuff is still But if you put a pair of, of Groucho Marx glasses on him, no one will know. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. That's or like, completely or, legit. Or a cool haircut. And so, the first result of or that trousers. is there's a horror film. There's a horror film being made where, like, Pooh and Piglet are, like, the, the monsters. What? Yeah. I was... When I, when I found this out, I thought we should just pivot this show to just be Winnie the Pooh movie ideas forever. That's quite good. Disney can't sue us. Or we just take things that are coming out of copyright. Yeah, maybe that's it. We just wait. I mean, yeah, what's it going to be? Is... Winnie the Pooh, Cliff Richard songs. <laughs> we can't do a podcast where people will pitch Cliff Richard songs. <laughs> <laughs> For one episode. One episode, guys. One episode. Would you yeah, listen we'll to the, me the and Joel come up with Cliff Richard songs? <laughs> That's a really fucking funny idea for a podcast. <laughs> every week, every single week, we'd go absolutely insane. It's like, you know that the the worst idea of all time podcast. Yeah, that this is that to the nth degree. Like you would choose watching Grown Ups two every week over just two people trying to. I, how many Cliff Richards songs do you know? He did the Millennium Prayer, Summer Holiday, he did Wild Thing, Summer Holiday. Mm. He did what? Well, Wild Thing's got like a like... seventy year pop career. Yeah, that was his big thing, wasn't it? Yeah, no, Wild Thing's not him, is it? It's um Devil Woman. She's a devil woman. Two of the songs I know of Cliff Richard are The Millennium Prayer and Devil Woman. The man could do it all. <laughs> He's really hedging his bets there. Yeah, because his big thing was that he had like a number one in every decade for 60 years. And I think it was the yeah. 2010s that broke that. We finally broke, went off Cliff. Broke, cli- broke Cliff. Um, right. I think we should we should actually focus like some time on this idea because I think, is it Tony? Tony's given us a, actually a really good idea here. Where so why would an why would he why would someone bring them something to the pawn shop that made them so obsessed that they needed to find the original owner and kill them? 
Is it is it some sort of link to a family secret of this pawn shop owner? Perfect. He's like originally from Bolivia. They have antiques there. The, yeah, Bolivia's had antiques for ages. And no, he's from Antigua. Oh, very nice. An antique painting of his family. Yeah. And he's tried to cover them up and he's assumed a new identity since moving to America. Oh, uh, cool. This reveals who they really are. They're like Some the Antiguan mob. Or Antiguan fascists or something. And he fled Antigua, but oh, finally no. it's catching up to him. I reckon the guy hands over the painting and he looks down at it and when he looks up, the guy's gone. Yes. I love it. Great. There you go. I'm Thank you, that. Tony. Thanks, Tony. Uh, what about this one from Ula? Requiem for a stream. <laughs> Streamer. Streamer, okay. I've never seen Requiem for a Dream, isn't it? Harrowing. Yeah, incredibly harrowing film. Have you seen it? Nope. <laughs> I don't watch films. I don't know what you're talking about. It's got Jared, Le- Jared Le- Leto in it, and mm-hmm. aka Morbius. And um, It's the, Morbi- yeah, it's the prequel to Morbius, isn't it? Yeah. I did a movie marathon of every Jared Leto film and worked at my own headcanon to, to make it all one big prequel to Morbius. <laughs> and that actually made Morbius really enjoyable for you. Yeah, to be fair. I when you finally wow. see the direction they were going in. And then you have to watch all of the Matt Smith movies. They're also prequels to Morbius. <laughs> Doctor Who included. It's quite intense, actually. Wow. When you realise the level of work that went into it, it's not really fair to criticise the movie, is it? Because it was always going to be a bit all over the place, given the number of prequels it has. <laughs> Seemingly disparate sequels. Prince Charles Cinema putting on a 400-hour movie marathon before screening Morbius. <laughs> Honestly, with the amount of like jokes and stuff on the internet that's happening right now, I would have if we convincingly suggested that to Prince Charles. I think we could convince them to. I do think a we could, and I think more people would go to it than went to when they put Morbius back in the cinemas <laughs> in America. That was uh, insane that they did that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for any of the people who don't know, Morbius came out and was a flop, and then it became a big meme, sort of around the fact that it was a flop. Mm-hmm. And people on the internet were acting like it was it was as good as like Avengers Infinity War in terms of movie uh, comic book movies. So then Sony, off the back of that, thought, okay, we're going to ride this hype and put it back in the cinemas. <coughs> I think it made $17,000 that weekend. Yeah, it averaged like $50 a cinema or something, didn't it? And Which is my like favourite part of the story is then <laughs> all of the in inverted commas fans started a petition with like hundreds of thousands of people signed it saying we were all busy that weekend do it again <laughs> it's good it's really good so yeah there we go this is uh, what were we talking about requiem, requiem for, a for a streamer so i think streamers- so you're, what, you're watching a stream and the guy like isn't requiem for a dream about taking heroin God, made we that are up? so we are so well informed. I could almost just Google the... the, the I mean, I would suggest you, you did that ahead of the recording, but, I'm, you know, it's fine. Nah. What about, what about, can we just not go with the concept of Requiem? Like, Requiem for a stream? Yeah. Like, as what? in, it's like to do with, something to do with death, right? Oh, God. I, I've gone, how about we don't talk about the film, because we know more about the word Requiem, and then discovered I don't know really what the word Requiem means. <laughs> oh, um, isn't it, yeah, it's some sort of celebration for death. Is it a celebration? So, Sarah, a widow who lives a retired life, develops an obsession to weight loss pills. Sorry, an obsession with losing weight and starts taking pills. However, she gets addicted to the medication and it takes a toll on her mental health. I think that's very much scratching the surface of what that film is. From what <laughs> Sounds I like can a real laugh. Hear. I think, yeah, you'd, someone just streams their kind of their, uh, their breakdown. Or do they stream their own free funeral? Requiem well, I mean, stream. some would argue that uh, 
Inside by Bo Burnham was sort of a man streaming his breakdown. Kind of was Requiem for a stream, yeah. yeah. Um, you said it was. Uh, it sounds like a laugh. I've just noticed that Marlon Wayans is in it, so it must be a laugh, <laughs> right? He only does comedies. The he only way- does big the wa- laughs. The Wayans only do big laughs. What I would like is if we watched that film and it was exactly as harrowing as we heard. However, Marlon just was doing full Marlon Wayans. You have to have... Well, that's the thing about even the most harrowing films. You need some light relief. I reckon he even just walks on and addresses the, the audience. <laughs> and then <just> <laughs> yeah, that would be out. such a good way of doing... Like, you know how they always say like the best comedy... No, tragedy isn't you know, the best comedy. The tragedy and comedy are very, very closely linked. And so that when you watch quite harrowing dramas, there are moments of light in them. If those moments of light were just a guy walking on and being like, Phew. anyway, <laughs> this here's is five sad. minutes on airplane food. Um, there you go hey how about this one from Danny the nappening it's like Nightmare on Elm Street but Freddy Krueger can only get you when you nap so all you have to do is avoid sleeping in the afternoon the Spanish are fucked (laughs) old people and babies it's it's actually so horrible that's so bleak I'm just saying I'm fully aware of oh god that would be nightmare yeah I love it the Nappening. Is it Freddy Krueger or is it someone uh, else? Well, it's, it's just whoever invades your dreams. He's the most famous dream invader. The Sandman as well, isn't there? The two big ones. Sandman as well. But that's, yeah. Kruger, Kruger, Kruger pops in when you have a nap in the afternoon. Are you a napper? No. Have you ever been a napper? Uh, no. I don't really, f- no. I like, I know, we know, we know people who are big nappers and I don't, I don't, it's not for me. Um, you don't trust them? Never have, never will. Uh, no, it's just, I don't know, it's just... It's, I, I often find myself feeling more tired when I wake up from a nap. And I know it's, it's one of the most boring hack things you can say, but it's sort of true. And for how long do you do it? That's what always gets me. I, I remember hearing once, years ago, that 17 minutes is the ideal amount of time to have a nap. That I know. Yeah, that's a, like the power nap theory, isn't it? But that just sounds absolutely horrific. How do you... There's no way. It takes me... I, for 17 minutes, I'm still thinking about, you know, all the terrible things I've done in my life when I go to bed. Exactly, yeah. I'm doing the same, thinking about all the stuff you've done. Yeah, it takes you longer because I've repressed a lot of it but you were there for all of them you can remember it so vividly yeah so people are avoiding naps so they they have to kind of reframe their lives they can't do exercise too early in the morning they're getting old but they're just drinking coffee you know I have my last coffee around 11am but when the napping comes into effect John I'm drinking coffee up till 3pm and what and yeah what constitutes it no longer being a nap I guess you have to sort of sleep sleep all the way through sleep all the way through fine what do we think the effects would be on spain do you think the productivity would go up or down I th- i'm thinking down i think I'm down s- i think there'd be right there'd be chaos there'd be riots in the street and then some I- genius toddler manages to kill freddy krueger uh, yeah a toddler and an oap team up oh the toddler distracts it whilst the that's sweet the isn't oap it? hits it with a zimmer frame and really it's a metaphor for how we need to call our grandparents yeah, there's definitely some sort of generation. But, but because it hasn't really, the film is quite badly made and hasn't really communicated that that well, that it just says that in text at the end of the film. <laughs> at the end, it just says, call your grandparents. Uh. I'd like that if films, it, it, sometimes when I haven't really understood a film, I'd like it if it just told me right at the end. Yeah. You know, like a here's what you may have missed montage. Yeah, because I think sometimes you come out of a film and you go, yeah, and then someone tells you what it was actually about and you think, oh, wow. That's actually quite cool. I didn't enjoy the hour and a half I just had, but now I'm enjoying... Yeah. Like, you know, on Amazon, if you pause it, it tells you all of the stars in it. Yeah. You should just say, this is... This, this is, is what's going on in this right scene. 
You should not be looking at your phone during this scene. It is a key scene. This is a thinly veiled allegory for the US government or something. Yeah, but it's worms. Anyway, John, have you got another one for me? Yeah, what about this one from Stu? Mortal Wombat. (laughs) What, it's just a wombat that dies? (laughs) All wombats are mortal, Stu. (laughs) Uh, You just described a wombat. (laughs) No, it's uh, a... we're playing on combat, right? So it's got to be a wombat that's very good at martial arts. Um, yep, yeah, it's a martial arts wombat. I think it, Australia isn't known for its martial arts, so the wombat quickly becomes the greatest martial artist in all of Australia, and it competes at the Olympics. Right, so is this a family fun yeah, film? Yeah, 100%. But with decapitations at a Mortal Kombat. Because <laughs> kids have got to learn at some point. It's true. You, kids have got to learn there is a, a good chance you'll get de- decapitated. If that <laughs> well, comes off the black at the end, <laughs> you might get decapitated. Call your grandparents. <laughs> Maybe every film should just end with call your grandparents. <laughs> we all need reminding. Um, you say, I, I just, I, I think there's some fun in this because it's a bit like Kung Fu Panda was like an animal that you wouldn't associate with martial arts. So Mortal Wombat actually is probably just like some sort of crappy animation studio's fake yes, version of perfect. Kung Fu Panda, isn't it? But, you know, Australia has a pretty good martial artist animal in the form of a kangaroo. Oh, more a boxer, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but that's in the broader, isn't it? That's in the broader sort of zone of martial arts of sorts. I guess so. I guess so. I wonder... Hmm. It's one of the MMA fights, isn't it? Types? It already ha- houses so many terrifying animals. That if the wombats start getting black belts, there's literally no reason to go to Australia. All the humans would evacuate. They'd all come back. Yeah. There we go. And yeah, so the wombat makes its way through all of the animals in Australia, one by one, like sort of Pokemon gyms, sort of making its way nice, up to the kangaroo. Nice. And then at the end, yeah, it... it John, that's a brilliant the idea. The wombat is furious about the reputation of animals in Australia. And one wombat decides that he's going to change that and become the hardest animal in Australia. <laughs> Ah, uh, he starts with an easy one. Bit of a koala fight, that's just, fine. He just rips a koala's head off. <laughs> First scene. No context. <laughs> Cold open, Wombat yeah. rips koala's head off and drinks the blood from its neck. <laughs> opening then, credits. Opening credits, child-friendly music. <laughs> Lovely Australian vistas. And then it's just a montage of him just ruthlessly destroying animals in Australia. I like it. I do too. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What about this one from Mike? Avocar. Navi, meet the Fast and the Furious. Avocar. I thought it was the drink, you know, that you make a snowball with. <laughs> Avocar. No, Avocar. James Cameron's Avocar. Would also be good. No, I'm Uh, sure he would do a lovely job. Avocar. The only thing that is stopping this next Avatar movie from being a billion dollar smash is Vin Diesel. What do you mean? Why is he going to stop it? (laughs) I'm just saying they need to add Vin Diesel. He's going to go cinema to cinema destroying the tapes. (laughs) Why does Vin Diesel want to stop this, John? What do you know? So, my James Cameron and the distribution company are sweating. Right, the only thing that's going to stop this being a billion dollar smash is Vin Diesel. We need to get this movie out before he realises. Vin Diesel auditioned for Avatar. He painted himself blue and he was <laughs> laughed out of the audition room. And so now in Vengeance, he's going to every cinema. That's why it's taken so long. That's why it's taken so long for the sequel to come out. They've been waiting for him to age and become weaker. <laughs> they're doing like um, they're doing like maps of America with like projected like effects that he's going to have like a mass storm or something like a big weather front they've got like this huge hq like (laughs) in a film about a moon landing and it's just people tracking vin diesel all the time (laughs) who's just at home like drinking a smoothie they got they're just monitoring him constantly and he's keeping it under wraps but they know he could blow at any second (laughs) this is brilliant this is actually this might be the best idea we've ever had the film was actually about vin diesel trying to stop avatar from releasing (laughs) i love it uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see that. And I just think Vin Diesel, he's sort of not shown much weakness in his roles so far. So I think just this would be a nice sort of different side to him. Well, I mean, it's only for a very brief period and then he becomes basically an invincible man yeah. storming through cinemas. But at the beginning, you get a little sad bit where he's he walks just ripping through the screen. Like the moment the BBFC warning comes up. Because <laughs> he doesn't mind if you see the trailers because he might be in one of those films. <laughs> He's encouraging you to go and see the trailers. But the second those trailers are done, tears it down. Oh. Brilliant. I, don't think, I think we should probably just get on with our own ones and, and say well done to that one for definitely winning. <laughs> but that was we made that good. No offence, Mike. Yeah. You just said Avocar. We're the ones who came up with Vin Diesel trying to take We've over We've always been cinemas. a trio. It's always been three people on this, John. So. Me, you and Mike. <laughs> Since day one. And you know that. Thank you, and One Mike. day we'll give him a microphone. He's on this Zoom call right now. <laughs> just gesturing wildly. Hey, how about this one from me? Santa Saws. Yep. Father Christmas, the Tooth Fairy, and the Easter Bunny all wake up in a harrowing maze. <laughs> and they all have to do things related to their line of work. Wait. So they're in like Santa a, Claus in there? Yeah. Oh, fine. Jigsaw set up this thing. He wants to take them all down. No, he wants to establish which is the one true traditional holiday. Perfect. <laughs> Where the, which is the one true traditional holiday, John? Christmas, Easter, or tooth falling out? <laughs> yeah. The big three Christian festivals. So yeah, in the, the tooth fairy room, you've got to pull out all of your teeth and fill up a little thing to get a key. Ooh. That's gross, brutal. right? The Easter bunny one, you've probably got to eat so much chocolate you die. <laughs> <laughs> but you've yep. already taken all your teeth out. Augustus and the chocolate's, And the chocolate's been in the fridge. 
Mm. Oh, nice. You hadn't thought about that, had you? Yeah. Um, what would be the hardest refrigerated chocolate to eat without any teeth? Toblerone. Fuck. Or just, I think it's like, Toblerone. You think it's Toblerone? Mm. I guess you just let it melt in your mouth. It's not really the most harrowing challenge. I struggle with Toblerone with teeth. I'm just trying to think if there are any others. Like, you could have some sort of, like, gooey, like a like a toffee sort of, oh, fudge, you know, fudge thing. Oh, that might be God. That would be, hor- be horrific. Just mashing yeah. it with your bleeding gums. And I don't oh, know what the Santa one the third one? Be. Oh, Santa. Um, something about coal. Yeah. I don't know, mate. Um, you have to whip a reindeer. Oh, oh no, you're whipped like a reindeer. But I don't yeah, know who the guy's whipping Yeah, you. reindeers are whipping you. <laughs> That's that's my brilliant idea. What do you think? <laughs> I I like I think um at the beginning there should be like seven of them, but like four of them are like local like you know like a, some sort of French figure that no one's ever heard of like the pan <laughs> you know like pancake day man in France or something, you know like and you're like well, that guy's clearly dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. There you go. That's my big idea and it's great. I thought it might win this week until the Vin Diesel thing. What's yours? 30 rock in an experiment gone wrong. Dwayne Johnson is cloned 29 times. There you go. Amazing. He, that's the only way you can stop Vin Diesel from stopping Avatar appearing at <laughs> cinema. It's if they cloned a rock 30 times. For some reason in my head, they're, they're all very small. Like, all of his clones are just, like, perfectly in proportion him, but for some reason the cloning process has gone wrong, so they're about two foot tall. But with movie magic, he could make even more films than he currently is. That's true. He could be in every oh. single movie. Yes. So... The Rock needs the cinemas not to be destroyed by Vin Diesel because he's He's now got, got an upcoming slate of 9,000 films. <laughs> Every weekend there's a new blockbuster <laughs> from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's exhausting. You thought superhero movies were bad, yeah, guys. Yeah, you thought you were sick of Marvel movies. You fucking wait. The Rock's only just getting started. Yeah, I think with 30, he could probably be opening a film every... Weekend. That's so funny. Um, well, no, he'd need like 10 of them doing the press tours. True. Because that's I brutal. Still think, I still think right now he's probably doing at least two a year, right? So I think he could definitely with 30. Yeah, 100%. He's just chairing them out at that point. Weeks. Brilliant. Lovely stuff. Well done, John. Hey. Which was your favourite? It was the one about Vin Diesel, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Which I saw. Well done, then, us. And sort of well done, Mike. And I folded my own idea into it afterwards. So well done, me again. Really good stuff. Well done, you again. Double well done, you, John. Let's keep saying well done, John, after this. Well done, John. Well done, me. I think you'll remember that... Well, you won't because we don't remember anything that happens after mm-hmm, this recording mm-hmm, finishes. Mm-hmm. And I edit it and still don't remember. But um, we had a discussion about cinema etiquette recently... Yes. About food and stuff. And I started to, to gossip about Scroobius Pip's um, cinema habits. Well, that's so the, only way, the only way that we're going to get a big show is if we gossip about other m- much more successful podcasters, right? So we're just starting at Scroobius Pip. Joe Rogan next week. You wait. I've, got some, gossip, I've got some gossip about what Joe Rogan eats in a cinema that is going to blow your mind. <laughs> right. Listen to this, Joel. I'll see if I can get it so you can hear it. Hi there, um, Joel and John. Um, can you just pause it there? How long have you worked with... Pitfall? Oh, maybe f- five years. And can you just go back and listen back to the order that he lists us in? Hi there, um, Joel and John. Um... Any other comments? <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? No, I just, think, I just think it's interesting. You know, you know him very well. You speak to him very regularly. 
But yet when he when he addresses the Dream Factory podcast, he lists us in the right order. I think, like, from a sort of orally pleasing way, ugh, I think John and Joel sounds better than Joel and John. But maybe that's just because I'm selfish. Uh, yeah, and if you think you know more about words and their correct order than, you know, a literal poet, John, fair play to you, mate. Good luck to you. <laughs> Crack on. Let's hear the rest of it. Of the Dream Factory, Scroobius Pip here. I'm just out having a walk and listening to one of your episodes and you were talking about my ice cream technique and you asked me to give further explanation, so I thought I would. Um, Joel, completely understand. The ideal situation would probably be to get one of each of the three flavours or a bit of each of the three three flavours on one spoon. But cinemas give you tiny little spoons. They're basically a pick. Um, So the reason for my ordering is that the ones that mix well mix because mixing to some level is unavoidable because of the meltage. So on the bottom, I have the peanut butter cup, a flavour which on its own is a bit too peanut buttery, as silly as that sounds. But on top of that is chocolate fudge brownie. Now a bit of that chocolate fudge brownie mixed down into the peanut butter cup. Glorious. And then on top of that, I'll pop maybe a cookie dough mix-up because that's a flavour that's fine on its own. It's doing the job. It doesn't need anything else. So, uh, so yeah, because of the size of the tubs, um, the first two are going to end up mixing, but the third is not. So that's my reason for my ordering. I wouldn't want the peanut butter cup, for example, on top because then it's not getting a mix of anything else. Um, hope that explains everything. Uh, John covered everything else impeccably, as ever. Um, yeah, K- keep up the good work, guys. Good work. Love that. Really thorough explanation. I would say, if he's this committed to cinema ice cream, why doesn't he take a personal spoon? Oh. Just throwing yeah. it back at you. The ball's in your court, Pip. Next time you go to the <laughs> cinema, I want a picture of you and a teaspoon. That's a good Christmas present. I might get him a little personalised teaspoon <laughs> from Etsy. <laughs> Great idea. There you go. Pips, Pips Cinema Spoon. Oh, that's lovely. Oh. Um, yeah. There we go. You happy with those flavours? You happy with that combination? All of it made me really happy, actually. Yeah, I might go and eat some ice cream. I'm just happy you said I did a good job with the rest of it. Yeah. Because I was, I was talking out my ass. <laughs> Which is not like, that's not the raison d'etre of this show. No. Anyway, John, well done today. I thought you were great. I thought you did some really good stuff. I thought a lot of the hand gestures you made on Zoom were inappropriate, but, you know, we live and learn. <laughs> Listener, imagine if, during that episode, having completely normal conversation, the whole time I'd just been doing graphic gestures and Joel managed to keep his cool and I managed to, like, not audibly show that I was like... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flailing around. That'd be impressive. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Have a listen next week. When you'll hear the intro, you should have heard this week. And also just lots of me doing the worst imaginable things I can on a Zoom call. <laughs> but for now, goodbye. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. 
follow us on social media, then you'll be the best listener.